and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritata. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is, Nicholas. And on this particular podcast, we will be recapping the challenge, season 34, War of the Worlds 2, episode 11, All, all is, is Fair in Love and War. Wow, really original with these names, huh? Uh, but before we jump into our recap, I would just like to ask all of you, dear listeners, dear sweet listeners, to scroll down on your Apple Podcast app and rate us five stars, write something nice. We are on a mission to get to 100 five-star reviews by the end of the year, and um, we're close. We're not as close as I want to be, but we are close, and I think that you can help. Okay, so just go ahead and help. <laughs> help us. <laughs> help us by clicking the fifth star on our page. We're trapped in your phone. Free us. I don't know. I, we haven't really thought of a contingent plan on what would happen if we don't make it to 100. I think we have to quit. We might have to quit. Yeah, I don't know what's mm. going to happen. So this episode begins back at the house after Tori has turned coat. Is that the right word? I guess she turned coat. I she's mean, she's a, a turncoat. She's coat. a turncoat. So is it correct to say that she has turned coat? I like it, even if it's not a thing. I like <laughs> it a lot. Uh, basically, this was like a huge flex on the Cara Pauly Alliance where they put in Georgia against Tory, even though the UK team was um, leading the tribunal. And so they put one of their, their own in Georgia and, you know, Tory sent her home. And it sucks. It sucks for the the U. It sucks for the small alliance, which is the Jordan Tory alliance, and it sucks for the UK team in a sense because they lost a really strong player. Who is this great for? It's great for the Cara, Pauly, Kaylee, Rogan, Joss alliance. That is who it's great for, and it's great for people like Kaylee and D, who uh, might be worried about a strong female competitor. A small flex. You say? Did I say that? <laughs> you said this is a small flex yeah. on the Cara and Polly alliance. Now, I, I'm not saying you're using that term wrong, but I'm saying, wow, Ashley Brooke Roberts, uh, you're, you're, you're in your 30s. Uh, How you dare know. you? <laughs> <laughs> I How? just like that you've decided to throw flex into your uh It was a flex. Vocab. Was it or was it not a flex? Um, I would say the act of... If she would have bragged about winning, that would be like a flex kind of, or like shown that she won. Flex is kind of like bragging. I didn't say a Tori bit. was flexing. Who's the flex? Flexing the 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 alliance was flexing by showing throwing Georgia in. They're like mm, they're okay. flexing their power in the house. Okay, okay. I would say brandishing power, maybe. Uh, how dare you police <laughs> my word choice? Basically, I just, when you use cool words, I like to point it out because I think you're awesome. Oh, okay. Well, you, you're backpedaling and I love it. <laughs> um, basically, last episode, uh, listen to our recap. I, I really, I really, I listen to our recaps every week and I particularly enjoyed this one because it really summed up the feeling of last week's episode, which was um, tension, um, unease, a, fe a feeling of not knowing up from down. It's really, it was a tough episode and there was a lot of fallout to it because it really made all the alliance, to us, the viewer, the alliances are crystal clear. They're literally spelling them out to us with graphics, you know. You know, but to people in the house, the alliance does not appear to be as clear as it is to us. And last week's episode really sort of cemented those lines. Yeah, and not to go back, but there's just many instances and scenes where players are talking to other players, being like, saying things like, 
I just don't know where your head's at. I don't know where your alliances lie. And then us at home, we're like, what are you fucking kidding? The entire game, they've been on the opposite side of you. How do you not know this How do yet? you not know this? And honestly, just another quick plug for last week's uh, recap. If you missed it, I think that was, one of, that was a home run that Ash and I hit. We were laying in a bed in a Disney resort in yeah. Orlando, Florida. 6 a.m. 6 a.m. We hacked the Viacom sort of um, uh, equation of how to watch the challenge without commercials. And apparently it's watch it at 6 a.m. Yeah, if you go up on the, and you get on the website at 6 a.m. and they pop it up on the website like probably very early in the morning no commercials yeah and we got to watch this thing it's a 90 minute show we get to watch it in what like 75 minutes it yeah. was pretty awesome it was great so basically what what i'm trying to say is that this is no ordinary opening to a show because last week was such a dynamic episode and so much happened and tori changed teams it's the first time it's happened all she season. turned coat folks she turned coat and what we're seeing now, back at the house, after all this has happened, we're seeing two very distinct reactions. We're seeing Jenny, who is learning what the challenge is all about. I mean, Jenny seems confused. This is her first season. She's trying to reason with people. She doesn't understand the weight of the alliance. She seems to not be in on any of it, really. I mean, she just kind of had friends, and then those friends were in an alliance, and they are being picked off one by one. And it's interesting because there's a, uh, a moment here in the first few scenes when they get back to the house after the elimination where Jenny is speaking to Rogan and she really does say as much as yo like wait a minute like you guys are all aligned and like why didn't anybody tell me about it yeah like she does pretty much say that and Rogan really doesn't have an answer for that and then also uh what's being what's it's happening incredible because this... she's like I didn't know about this yeah, you know yeah. Rogan's like you've been playing against us and he's like she's like I didn't I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. and um, she also straight up asked him she she is in the mindset that this is a team game through and through you know challenge season challenge viewers we're watching this and being like okay when is TJ going to announce that it's an individual final right we assume there's going to be a twist but if there's not then Jenny and Tori and all of these people that are not on the Cara Pauly alliance have a point here where it's Jenny's like saying are you going to carry Kaylee through the final on your back and Rogan is like if I have to I will but in Rogan's mind I think he thinks it's going to go to an inv individual I think see I don't know that they think that I think they're hoping that it all works out and I think honestly the the final the challenge war of the worlds 2 this season they think of the finish line as getting to that final because they figure you can't win the final if you're not in the final. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And that's why it's understandable why they make all these decisions. It's like, yeah, okay, we're going to cut this person out. I understand they're not as uh, – they're, they're a better player than somebody that I'm saving. But if I leave this person in, there is a slight chance that me, myself, will not get to this final, and I can't win the final if I'm not in the final. So I think – that's what Joss is thinking. That's what Rogan's thinking. It's like, listen, I got to keep doing the things that I'm doing because I haven't gone down there yet. It hasn't been a problem for me yet and I've been winning so far as far as my alliance goes. And if I decide to play with my heart at some point in this game, 
I might slip up and I may not make it to this final. And who cares what happens after the final if I don't get to the final at all? And so as much as you want to be upset with all of this gameplay, this evil gameplay, and you think people are being so stupid, saving D, saving Kaylee, what are you doing throwing off Georgia? You know, it, it's crazy. How could you vote in Tory? She's so... Honestly, those people are threats to getting into the final. And honestly, the first game, the first final is the regular game. You can't win if you don't get in the final. You miss all the shots you don't take. You're right. Do you know what I mean? I do. And I, I we're spending a lot of time talking about the, uh, what's going on up top and not getting into the scenes. But I, I just want to make a point that really I was thinking about when you were you were talking right then, which is I don't remember a challenge that I have watched in recent history that has been so alliance uh, based, you know, like I've seen alliances and other, you know, games, Final Reckoning. We had the Lavender Ladies for like a the that trilogy of Vendettas and Dirty Thirty. But uh, to see an alliance have so much power, I mean, this is the last time I saw this was on the ruins when everyone was against Wes basically, and he was just having to go into elimination every time. And it really makes me think that as much as I hate immunity idols. I would like one to have been introduced into this game at some point. You really can't be safe, really, unless you're... You but, can't be safe. But unless you are in the tribunal, and there's no rhyme or reason why these people get put in the tribunal. I I, I find it almost sickening when they choose who the speaker is going to be each it's week. It's tough. Because it's like, what are they doing? Why it's didn't a they, popularity contest. Why didn't they put some sort of a... Why didn't producers put some sort of uh, athletic-based sort of reward on being the speaker of the tribunal? They really... It seems as though this game was set up in order to allow it to be a numbers game. Yeah. And that be the god of this challenge is are the numbers on your side there it does not look like they had plans for anything else yeah because if you come in with the strongest alliance there's no possible way that you're going to start losing and they've been doing they've been setting up these games uh the producers or whoever whoever actually sets the actual game up for what 34 seasons yeah they understand how to divert that and they also know how to pump that up. And to me, they are leaning into this, we're getting dirty 30. They're leaning into that more on this. And that's what they want there. It's less about physical competition. And it's really more about disgusting game moves that turn people into villains and other people into pawns in their game. And it used to be like they would divert that. Now they seem to have pumped that up. And this whole thing about who's going to be the speaker, okay, it's you, like... That's crazy to me that they didn't think of like, why don't they flip a coin? Why don't, you know, do something to make it like a more level playing field. But no, that even comes down to the numbers. And really, you've lost the game once you're not in that tribunal. And it's like, you don't even have to watch the rest of the episode. You kind of know how it's going to go aside from who's actually going to come back at the very end of the episode. It, to me, it's almost like, hard to watch it is you're it's hard to watch because you're watching one group dominate another over we over each week and you know what i think that it would be hard to watch if the roles were reversed if it was the other group dominating this group you know that's in charge right now absolutely i, I think whatever way it goes the power dynamics are just unsettling 
And it's interesting that you say that they've been in this, uh, and you're talking about the producers have been doing it so long that surely they know what they're up to. Because I'm watching this like this is a mistake. This is a, uh, a train that has run off the rails. But you're right. They did kind of set this up to have this unfold in the way that it has. I mean, honestly, up in, I mean, there's a bunch of instances of where their TJ, who is basically our rule maker on the show. Okay. He's the avatar for the producers and the people running this game. He's not the guy, but he's one of them. He's the figurehead. He turns his head a few times in this, like proverbially turns his head, you know, metaphorically turns his head. A lot on this game where I'm like, TJ, step in, okay? And I'm going to talk a little bit about that later, but it, it's with this tr- p- person who picks it when they pick the tribunal. When they're arguing, fighting, it doesn't even look like it goes to a vote. We'll talk about it in a second where it's just like, Paulie's like, I want to do this. Let me do it. And then uh, everybody's like, let Paulie do it. And then Josh is like, no, like, let's stop it. And then TJ's literally like, get to your riser, Josh. It's over. It's like there was no formal vote. There was nothing. At least we didn't see it. Put some hands up in the air. Do something. Anyway, we're going to continue to talk. We're going to talk about this in a few minutes. So let's just actually go scene by scene right now. Sorry for the diatribe, folks, but honestly, um, we're not just recappers. We're reporters, okay? We're also here to uh, break things down for you, and, and this things are getting emotional. So in Back in the House, after um, that elimination, like we said, Jenny is sort of in shock. This is her first season. She's learning how the challenge works, basically. And Theo, who, uh, you know, this is his sophomore season, but he's a little bit more with it. His reaction is not the same as Jenny's. His reaction is like, I'm done. I'm over it. Fuck you guys. Like, I'm not going to work hard for you. You know, Jenny's trying to reason with them, not realizing that she's reasoning with a secret alliance. You know, you can't fight those sort of like threads. And Theo's just like, I'm, I'm, this fucking sucks and it has sucked for a while and I'm done. And it's just very interesting to see these two distinct um, points of view. Then we see, you know, now that Tori has come over to the British side, we see Tori talking to Rogan. She's talking to him about the final. She's saying, like, imagine, you know, having me and Jenny and Georgia, like the UK team would win. And we get a couple of um, interviews. It seems that Joss and Rogan are having second thoughts. I don't know how much I believe this. I think it might just be for a little flourish on the show. And then we see um, Jordan and Tori and Rogan talking and Polly overhearing them running back to the bunks and talking to Joss and Dee as if he's upset, as if he's nervous. Uh, and honestly, he should be nervous. I mean, things are happening that he's not planned for. So uh, it, at this point in the game, it seems like everything that he's planned has come true. Now there's a little wrench here um, that being thrown into the gears of this thing, and that is that there's been a turncoat, and that turncoat happens to have a ride-or-die partner that's also on his team. So now you have eyes on both teams that, honestly, people can start throwing challenges and manipulating things, and and honestly, does not seem like there's any other way if you're not in this poly alliance. You have to be... You have to be a shithead. You have to throw challenge. Like, this is all I'm thinking at this point. Like, yeah. how, what would I do if I was in this situation? I'm a turncoat. I'm either, you know, and I realize that it doesn't even matter now. Like, I'm going on this side, you know. It, it's, Polly. basically what I'm trying to say is there's reason for Polly to be a little scared. Then we see Cam and Theo talking, and I'm reminded 
that they had like a little love affair last season. I mean, they don't address it on the show, but just seeing them talk reminds me of that. And I'm wondering why that was never addressed. Then we see Josh and Nani talking and they've developed an unlikely friendship. I, I you know, it seems borderline romantic, you but know when then like a, it's a friendship. You know when like a, a deer befriends a bear or something, you know, and we get to see that <laughs> yeah. on, on uh, some nature channel. It's kind of like this. I just feel like these two shouldn't be together, but it's kind of nice to see them hanging out. God, you know, I, 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 my opinion on Josh really flips every episode. And on this episode, I liked him. And unfortunately, I have to say this. Nani seems to need... A man on the show who, like, makes her feel better about what she she's doing. She likes to she hear likes that everything's going to be okay. It seems like she does this every... Last season was Turbo. It was her partner. It was but Hunter, I think, last w- season. Wasn't her partner Turbo? Her, tur- her Turbo was her partner, but I don't think he was doing the reassurance. Uh, no, it, during the challenge, it was like, Turbo makes me feel like I'm... I'm oh, there pl- you go. You know, there's, she always has these sound bites of, like, this guy makes me feel like I'm good at this show, and... It's like, Nani, have some confidence, you know? You keep being asked to come back to this show. There's a reason for it. Although you seem miserable from from day one to day none. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, you seem like you don't like to be on the challenge, but you're on it a lot. You're back on it now. Like, you know, come on. Has buck Nani up, buck ever up, Nani. been on a season where she was in an alliance that had power? Because anytime I've seen her, she's always on an alliance that has no power. Well, I watched, I was on Twitter and some Twitter person, not a person connected to the show, reminded me that, like, Nani, shut up. Like, you used to say, you used to say to rookies, know your place oh. uh, and stuff like that. So, yes, she's been in, because remember, she was with bananas in a house and we don't know what happened. You know what I right. mean? Like, she's had, she's been on, either end of this thing and i think maybe more so on a team in which is more powerful in a house so this might make her feel even more uncomfortable the fact that she's not that used to this she has never been the best competitor in the world but she does seem like she might uh i don't know maybe she smokes too many she cigarettes seems I don't middle know of the road on. to me she seems good in dailies but i know her elimination record is not that hot does she seem good in dailies like i don't even ever see her get profiled in a physical manner it's yeah. always like her sitting by the pool sad and upset you know that's kind of her storyline so that brings us to the daily uh which is called temple wall traverse it's these walls that are over water and you have to match up tiles while the other team cranks this pulley system that pulls the walls apart and it involves climbing and it it I'm sure it was exciting to do. I'm sure if I was a challenger, I would be pumped to participate in this. As a viewer, it was not that exciting to watch. Yeah, I mean, it was just people kind of slipping off of posts and, and a wall. and Yeah, there's nothing really to report here except for um, the UK team does such a poor job that I was watching it and I was like, are they throwing this? Rogan literally pulls Tori off the wall into the water. So not only does he fall off the wall, but he pull, pulls uh, his strong, one of his strongest female teammates into the water. Kaylee won't even get on the wall. She refuses to do the wall at all. It, can they be this bad? Or is this them throwing it? Hmm. I When I saw um, Rogan fall off the wall and grab Tori, I was pretty... I was, I was pretty... I believed that he was throwing it and grabbing Tori. That's what I thought when I saw it. What do you mean throw? You thought he was... I thought he jumped off that wall and grabbed Tori. Yeah. Um, When you think about it, just because Tori doesn't win 
doesn't mean that she's not going to, you know, that even if she won, she wouldn't be put in a position of power. Do you know? So, like, they would outvote, like, because as we've already stated, when they're picking the tribunal, say the UK team wins. By the way, they lose. Um, say the UK team wins, like, Rogan and Joss and D would outvote them, and then Tory wouldn't be in the tribunal anyway. So, it's like, what would, have, what would it have done? Like, what would the outcome, how would that have changed if Tory stayed on the whole time? Like, mm-hmm. do you, are they still, on the UK team, it almost makes me feel like they're still picking tribunal members based on performance and that's just something it looks like that they've been doing but we haven't really seen well, that as if a viewer Tory had stayed on the whole time maybe the uk team could have won could have won and, and if the uk team could have won then the u.s team would be forced to vote in because uh, the u.s team is clearly gunning for a specific person we won't name them right now but they would have to vote in two of their player it gets complicated but i i understand once this uh, episode ends i understand why the uk team wanted to lose okay um so you know i don't know if they threw it though usually when people throw things we get like a interview of them being like yeah we threw it which we don't we get rogan talking about how he almost teared up because this was the first daily that he didn't perform well and in. he's embarrassed so yeah. maybe it was a mistake we don't i know. don't know the i US... think rogan is a real game player I think he's a Rogan manipulator with those sweet eyes of his. I think he manipulates. He's something else. Remember how close he was to going home on the first freaking episode and he went to Jordan and begged Jordan not to put him in and Jordan did not put him yeah, in. Yeah, it was pretty great. Um, so yeah, US team wins. TJ, TJ seems like he hates this season. He comes down. He goes, okay, just really one word to describe what I saw today. Pathetic. Uh, who speaks for this team? Every time we're seeing TJ, he looks over it. He's not happy yeah. or having fun. We're not getting laughing shots of TJ. I believe he even said, like, okay, the Americans won 10 to 4. You're lucky that the UK sucks. Like, that's yeah. what he basically says something like, like that. I kind of don't like any of you. Uh, this is pathetic and, and hard to watch. And so he's been doing this a lot on these on these dailies, like where it was like, that was pathetic. You guys both suck. Okay. Uh, and, uh, you know, I I like when he gets a little angry at the stuff and in my mind it's like he wants everybody to work as hard as possible because yeah. tj hates quitters you know no quitters all that stuff you know but i actually last night had a realization that i think tj has producer brain on and i think he's not seeing a good competition and he's going this is going to be boring to watch and this is my tv show and so don't fuck my tv show up and he's right it was boring to watch we hired you motherfuckers to look exciting while you compete against one another and if it looks like you guys are half assing it you're not doing your fucking job so i'm going to let you know right now that you guys suck this stinks and try better next time because you're fucking up my money. Yeah. And that's kind of how I feel. Uh, and I agree felt. with them. Thank I mean, there much. was a very fun moment where CT pushed Theo off the crank system. Yes. And he was like, you're not doing it fast enough. And I was like, ooh, finally, something exciting. Now, do you think that um, Theo was trying to throw a let them win because he had just talked about how he wants to throw challenges and stuff Maybe. like and then ct saw that happening and threw him off the crank yeah. now when ct throws a uh, theo off the crank and he grabs and starts it, watching his face and his little arm his little t-rex arms cranking that thing as fast as he can it gave me a little belly laugh i'm not gonna lie um so then the u.s team is one now it's time to pick a speaker it busts into chaos as nick addressed earlier um, Josh steps off the platform. He's looking at his team. He's like, he wants to be the speaker. 
Um, we hear Jordan say it should be the three strongest players of today. It should be me and Polly and da 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 da. Ninja. Ninja. You know, um, everyone's kind of going at it. And then Cara just keeps being like, can we just vote for Polly? Because she knows that the numbers are behind. And if they vote, it's going to be Polly. And um, I guess they vote. It looks like maybe some hands shoot up. And then TJ's like, okay, that's Polly. Josh, get back on your freaking stand yeah he's like josh get back there get back on get back on the risers get back on the risers yeah and it was just like such a defeated moment sad and then uh so then paulie gets picks, chosen he picks zach and cara and then this is when uh tj who's still pissed looks over he's like okay you picked uh paulie picks uh zach and cara cara you look miserable um, yeah, and, and Kara says resting challenge Cara's face. Kara's like, sorry, I have resting challenge face. And she does look miserable, and she looks miserable the entire time. I I am turned off of this show when there's too much Kara happening because watching Kara's face throughout this entire episode, and it gets worse and worse, and even at the very end is the cherry on top of just... Mi- I can't watch this person be miserable Living a dream life of being on a television, a competition television show that is my favorite show in the world. I like, don't know what her angle is here. I don't. I don't. Maybe she thinks we she's like a hurt this person. Well, I mean, surely she's self-aware enough to realize she's on TV playing a character. So, I, in my mind, I'm thinking, is she trying to be a villain? But. She's not even a fun villain like Johnny Bananas. She doesn't take any joy in what she's doing. The, no quips. The, There's no funny quips. Like I wish Johnny Bananas would have thrown it. That's what she said somewhere around here. Like I'm, I'm wanting that uh, some sort of a character of a villain. You it know? is really hard to watch someone be this miserable. Um, I'll say it right now. You know, daylight savings times happened. Um, the days are getting shorter. It's getting cold in New York. You know, it is a struggle not to be miserable miserable myself so when i'm watching an hour and tobago like where are they i'm watching an hour and a half television show to escape my life i i don't want to watch someone be miserable the whole time because i'm like yeah i i get it we're all miserable but like try and not be for a little bit it's like and who are people coming at her that hard where she feels like she has to have that grimace on at all points it doesn't seem like it's all happening in post everybody's just avoiding them they're hanging out like making out by the pool and then like commiserating and like people are talking behind their back but she doesn't know what's going on it's not like she's being nobody's dumping cola on her head in this it's season it's bizarre and everyone else in her alliance is not acting this way it's odd Ashley's laughing Cam is laughing Paulie. Ninja's laughing Paulie's laughing everyone seems to be enjoying themselves except Kara. Kara is acting as if Laurel is still there tormenting her. And I know we're not supposed to be talking about anything that's not happening on the show, but honestly, don't say it. I, I don't know who I don't know who failed the mental test. L- I, mean, I don't know if an- that's real. I think that that's a rumor and I okay. don't think we should address it on the all podcast because right, right. I don't saying. believe that. I didn't see anything posted anywhere. Right. I just seen people on Twitter talk about it and I think that talking about it gives it credence and let's not do I that. I won't, but if you look at this person and the way that she is acting on this show, would you say that this person could pass some personality test to get back on this show? She seems tortured. It's hard to watch. 
That brings us back to the house. Tori and Nani are talking. Um, they don't respect their strong players, Tori says. And this is a theme, once again, throughout this season, this idea that if you're a strong player, you should therefore be safe from um, going down to the proving ground because you would think that you would be trying to build the strongest team possible for this final. We also see, you know, a heavy theme of this episode is that Nani is unhappy. And this is another little window into that with her conversation with Tori. That brings us to the tribunal. The UK team has to pick a guy to go into this male elimination. CT leads this off by saying, you guys want to make it quick? I mean, we already know who it is. Oh, CT, shut the hell up. I'm sick of CT. What? what? Do you mean we know we we already know who it is. Why isn't CT's head on the chopping block ever? He would be beaten in a lot of these challenges. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? In People, the, in they're keeping him around because he is a vet and they're rookies and they know that, you know, he's with Kara and that he's the sw- he was their swing vote that flipped that helped them. I don't I don't see CT going to the final. I see him as being fat that is eventually trimmed. Um, but- is he? Because I think that they're basically saying at this point there's there is this men's and then there's a women's. Will there be another men's before the final? Hmm. Interesting. Or they might do a purge, maybe. I I think he might coast his way there. And honestly, guys, uh, the UK team, and I, and I love CT, but if you guys make it to the final with CT, I, I'm I can't wait to just watch him not be able to run. Like I just can't wait. He can't hang. You saw him today in the daily. He couldn't even hang on that post for a minute. At least that's what it looked like. I just don't see it in. I think you guys made a mistake by keeping him around. We don't know how much coaching he's doing, though. I don't like the way he does these like tribunal things. I don't things. like the way I he don't like it. Where he's like, "All right, guys, well, we all know." He plays this game as if like he's the one. Like, okay, go ahead that's and say all it, he and could no one do. ever says his name. You know, that's all he could do. It's starting to piss me off a little bit. So after CT says that, Rogan, uh, he says like, "I wish there was another way," and then we get a little interview with Rogan where he goes my team including myself is playing a scared game and I think this is important because this coupled with the interview earlier where Rogan says that him and Josh are Joss are having second thoughts about having thrown Georgia in I'm getting the feeling that Rogan is coming into himself um, a little bit more and he's being he's aware that he is kind of a puppet for this U.S. alliance that's dominating And I feel like they are setting the stage for some sort of a flip. I don't know if it happens, but I think it would be so entertaining to watch. And so my fingers are crossed that this Rogan, uh, these interviews are foreshadowing for him kind of breaking free of that Polycara alliance. So after this happens, Theo says, by the way, they all vote for Theo. They're all like, you're the one. It's going to be you. It's you. That's what when CT says we already know who it is, he means Theo. And then Theo says, if you put me in there, I'm going to come back and I'm going to make sure you lose the final. And he also says that he's going to either flip. He doesn't actually say he's going to lose the final. Oh, he does. No, no. He says, I will make sure we lose the final. Yeah, but he but he specifically says here. 
I, there's two things that this is going to go. I'm either going to turn coat and I'm going to go on this other side and I'm going to try to help them win or I'm going to sabotage all of our, our stuff and if we make it, I'm going to go to the final. So he's giving them like a couple of options that he's thought about and uh, basically letting him know that if I win, it's no matter what, it's going to go bad and it'll be dependent on, because I think he's seeing this Georgia move. Yeah. I think he's like... I think it'll be dependent on who they throw in, is yeah. what he's saying. Because that was what was going on with Tori. Tori was like, I'm going to be a turncoat, I'm going to be a turncoat. And then when she sees that they threw in Georgia, she was like, whoa, 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 I won't be a turncoat, but you can't throw in Georgia. Like, yeah. she played her, she let everybody see her cards. And I think now Theo is like, okay, well, even if I say that I'm going to be a turncoat, they'll still use that against me in some way. So... Here's what I'm going to do. I have, he says, remember this moment yes. in the final yes. because I'm going to make sure we lose. Um, Joss votes for himself. Joss, man, I want you to be, I want you to be more watchable. I find you to be attractive. I'll say that now. But I find you to be a boring player. And you doing this, I guess I'm going to vote for myself thing when you've been, you were so slimy last episode. It's just like, I I can't figure, your character is not compelling to watch. Well, his character has turned into a person who's soft. Like there's He's some a sort of, there's a softiness there. And I don't hate that. And and the fact that he votes for himself, I was like, oh, is this going to give a window into something else that's going to happen? Where people are gonna well, it does their votes feel and... like a foreshadowing with the Rogan thing as mm. well, where they're having second thoughts about all of this. The UK team leaves Theo with the tribunal. Um, Theo's just like, yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to make sure they lose the final. And then Polly is like, this does sound very tempting. Then Kara gives us talk about how, like, you know what made Wes Wes was I fucking doing hated this. this, and you're do you're, and then Theo's just kind of like nodding, and it cuts to an interview with Theo being like, she feels guilty and she should shut up. Basically, yeah, I hated this when she started uh, using Wes's name in order to make her feel him feel better about being voted in over and over again. Uh, it was just like, ugh, so cringy. disgusting, super cringe. I hated it. Is she the inventor of cringe? I mean, no. everything is so cringy. She's not the inventor, but she's a, definitely a purveyor of it. She's definitely a dealer. She's a cringe dealer. Theo leaves, and Zach turns to Cara and Polly, and he's like, listen, I'm not going to vote for an American. Like I said, you guys vote for whoever you want. And that's when we get an interview from, uh, I guess, Cara basically saying... You know, Zach is a, a professional fence rider. Yeah. This is what he does. He's like, whatever. I'll turn a blind eye. Just don't tell me. I don't want any blood on my hands. Just get my ass to the final. And I do sort of see that um, in this game in that he hasn't gotten involved really in any of this shit. Yeah. Um, except for the fact that in this episode, there's some there's some behind the back of Carr and Polly talking that you see more amped up in this episode than you've seen from Zach in any other episode. Very, very true. That brings us to a night out. Loving these nights out. Out, y'all and this boring is, this These one, nights out have become boring to me sorry i love them go they, to a different place go to a different location they should I go to another booths. location they, they have two booths they've rented out this is um the alliances this feels like a high school cafeteria i mean the alliances are split down the middle everyone's talking about everyone tori jenny and rogan are talking about Kara's Alliance. Then we see Kara's Alliance, and it's all the gals from Kara's Alliance, and they're cheering to Karma. To Karma, they say. 
what are they talking about? I have no idea. It was almost as if like a producer was like, do this because later when they flip on you and, and you guys get your karma, this will be a fun thing to throw back to. I like, don't it kind understand. Of felt- are they talking about how people put Wes in at the beginning of the season? Like what, what have they done that... I- I guess that's what it is. Like they think, I I guess without all the editing and all the sleek, uh, you know, sound effects, maybe they think they're in the right. You know, I I, I can't really tell. We're not getting, we have an untrustworthy narrator here. You know, we don't know exactly what's, what the vibe is on that show. So maybe they really do think that they're, they're on the right side of history. And I don't know. I mean, the way that we're seeing it is that they're villainous and this karma thing is almost like to be laughed at and, Honestly, I feel like it's setting up for a future episode in which they'll, they'll, you know, something will happen where Carl will be thrown in by somebody else and then go home. And then all of a sudden you get an interview from Tori being like, I guess that is karma. You know what I mean? Like something like that, it was like a fun so quip. bizarre. And the one thing that really stood out to me was during this cheers scene, Cam was cheersing with a French fry. I loved that. <laughs> I loved that. I missed that. Yeah, but all the the alliances are kind of split up. Like I said, high school cafeteria, everyone's chatting, um, talking shit about each other. And then, of course, Nani is miserable. That brings us back (laughs) to the house. Nani is crying. She's talking to Josh. He's trying to cheer her up. She is miserable there. During the day, Jordan and Tori are on a couch. They're talking together about how all the girls hate Tori. And then we see all the girls at the pool, and they're kind of chatting. And when I mean all the girls... I'm talking about Kara and Polly's alliance of Cam and Ashley and Dee and Ninja. So we see all the girls at the pool chatting, and they don't seem to be talking about Tori. I mean, we get a little quip where Ashley Mitchell is saying that she can't drink coffee. She has one glass of coffee, and it gives her anxiety. And then cuts back to Jordan and Tori just talking about how they're, they're having fun, they're joking, but it seems to be mainly them both making fun of those girls at the pool and also saying that those girls don't like Tori. What we're seeing here is uh, Tori and Jordan bonding and showing that even though they're in a tumultuous, stressful situation, it has not driven uh, a divide between them, but it has brought them together closer. Um, We also get a little moment. Oh, go ahead. They're also using this time to talk about how much better they are than them. And they're making fun of, I think what's happening is they're talking, it seems like Tori's doing an impression of somebody. And I think that impression is of Ashley. And I think they're basically, then they start calling them dumb, like very dumb. They're stupid girls. Mm -hmm. And then we get a couple of sound bites of Ashley being like, I can't drink coffee. (laughs) And it's just like, oh, they are dumb, I guess. Like, that's what we get a sound bite from Ashley where she's like, all y'all has said I was stupid at some point. You know, she said, all y'all say I'm stupid. All y'all say I don't know how to drink coffee. All (laughs) y'all, you know, and it's like, then we get like uh, Jordan and Tori having a moment. So, this is just uh, to basically let you guys, let us, the, the viewers, know that Jordan and Tori are thick as thieves. Um, and also, Jordan says that him and Tori are lovers. He calls them lovers. And then Boy. Nick, next to me, Nick Maritato, went, ew. And I said, babe, that's in our profile on Twitter. <laughs> just two lovers obsessed with re- reality television. Yeah, and I I need somebody to fire our copy editor because I did not approve that. And uh, it weirds me out when people call themselves lovers. It reminds me of that SNL sketch with, um, you know, wh- where they are eating a whole bunch of meat and then going and calling each other lovers. Remember? 
You don't remember that? I don't. You don't remember you don't remember that? No. Uh it's Will Ferrell and uh somebody else. I can't remember. Oh, okay. And they wear the beard and he's like, Lava, yeah. lava. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. will fill our bellies with meat and See, that's played for comedy because it's creepy and gross when people call each other lovers. Well, that brings us to the phone room where Nani Skypes Jenna, a.k.a. Past Challenger, a.k.a. Zach's girlfriend, maybe fiance. I don't know where they stand. I don't know where they stand. Well, first of all, okay, yeah. So Nani has this conversation with Jenna, just kind of filling her in on what's going on. And then Jenna makes her feel better by saying, hey, you're still here. So it's all good. And don't worry. Keep your head up. And it seems to have rejuvenated Nani. I have a question for you, Ashley Brooke Roberts. Yeah. Did Nani go to the producers and say, I'm going to leave because my sanity is crazy. And producers are like, why don't you make a phone call? We'll let you call somebody and talk to them. And why don't you call Jenna? We'll put her on this thing. It'll be a fun moment. And she was like, yeah, okay." Mm. She went there. Do you think because this doesn't happen. We don't see this happen like on a normal. This isn't. We do. We do. Last season, Bear uh, Skyped his cousin. Yeah. But like quotation marks. We never see this ever. We haven't seen this once on this show. So. I'm wondering in this season we haven't seen yeah it it's like yeah. is that do you think it's because Nani was having Nani told the producers I need to call somebody no I think it's because producers wanted to feature Jenna in some way okay I think that they wanted her there now side note is Jenna off the challenges forever now because of her injury or is she coming back I think she's coming back because I saw her on this sh- uh, on there and immediately was like oh we- I kind of miss Jenna even though she's kind of a lump on a log yeah and on some of these seasons I she need at her least in there. brings something some levity I need her in there without Zach who's bringing levity to the show right now yeah who I'm asking you oh Nick. nobody Who? Yet. no oh let me see there who's was bringing Georgia levity? she left Georgia was bear was you know it's too bad because at this point Let's see, Paula, Polly and Cara, no way. Um, Jordan and Tori, no. Maybe Tori in some of her interviews, but not really. I mean, Zach is bringing the levity. That is bad. He's just like abusing people verbally in interviews. Um, (laughs) Josh is bringing me levity. Yeah, Josh is bringing me a little I enjoy laughing at Josh. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) God, remember last episode when like- All um, the levity people are gone. Kyle. Remember last episode when Leroy was like, I'll go down to the elimination with you. I think he was talking to Jordan and Josh was like, I'd love to see that. Yeah, that was hilarious. And also Leroy was hilarious a few episodes too. And so was Cam. They are not featured on this episode. Yeah, that's true. So yeah, this was a toughie. Um, At the pool, Josh is talking to CT and he's basically saying, I don't have a problem with anybody. And and then we re- we discover that Kara is sitting next to CT. What a villainous reveal that I Kara mean, was sitting right next to him. In his shadow, basically. And then Kara's like, Josh, whose side are you on? Because you say that you don't have a problem, but like you have a problem. And, da, da, da. and then CT just gets up and walks away. And Josh is kind of like fiddling with the top of the water. He's waiting in the pool, really. And he's like... Throw me in. I don't care. You can throw me in. I don't care. I don't care. And Kara gets up and walks away. Yeah. Um, and really, it's kind of leaning towards uh, Josh at this moment it as seems. far as where, uh, where the votes are going to lie. But we know from last episode that the U.S. team has a very strict plan. At least they made it seem like that when they were like, we're going to put in Tori this elimination and then Jordan next. They're like, Jordan's got to go because of he sent home Turbo, which did he? Or did Turbo send home Turbo? That's the real question. <laughs> Turbo sent home. Actually, Ashley sent home Turbo. I think Turbo sent home Turbo. Um, that brings us to a commercial. When we come out, we see Josh talking to Zach and Jordan and Tori in the bunks. Uh, at this point, Tori mentions that Paul, um, Polly, and Cara's relationship is cringe. And I- I'm thinking to myself, 
thank God we, you know, cars getting a bad edit, but we're not seeing them as much as producers could have shown them to us. We're not seeing them like have sex on like chase lounges right. and stuff like that. And uh, honestly, isn't it interesting? And I don't, I don't remember from last season. Are we're not seeing any sex. We're not seeing any this sex. This is a sexless house. We saw Georgia and Bear after she made him that sloppy sandwich. Uh, I we know. We saw a night like, cam. A little bit, right? Yeah. It was like, and, and we don't even know. I mean, because like this, there's been previous seasons where yeah. like the whole season, the thing was like, hey, let's see who Kyle fucks tonight. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? And it, this just seems like a sexless season, like a disgust. Like, D and Rogan, they're uh, doing we're it. We're not even seeing that. Though. Yeah, it that is was interesting. All, these are all like first couple of episodes. It's like, honestly, this is just a sterile, like you can't have sex now at this point. Everyone, it's so wrong. Out of their mind. Everybody's genitals are folding in on itself at this point, guys. Uh, <laughs> the penis has up. retracted into the body. <laughs> Penises have retracted. Vaginas ha- are have protruding. Sealed. No, what? <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, we see. I, I liked this next scene. It's Theo in the gym getting ready for this challenge. He's swinging his legs around and he is talking to himself. He's saying, "I'm a finalist. I'm the best." He's he pum- he's pumping himself up and honestly I, I found this to be kind of a lame pump up and i was like i You're liked gonna lose. it i liked it i liked that i liked i liked that that he does that i don't know why it's very tough see i didn't really love theo like i thought he was kind of full of himself a little bit and you know from when we got introduced to him i was on the american side like the first war of the worlds and yeah. so i never thought of him as being a fan favorite i kind of started liking him on this honestly i hate to say it you know he's got had a postseason injury that uh, you know kind of blinded him in one eye at least as, as right now from this recording and i can't help but like theo and i know that's kind of lame yeah, to no, be like uh, oh this you. person is now has a handicap of some sort and now you like him but i just know what's coming for this guy and now i'm seeing how he's being treated and i'm like it makes it so much worse i also like i agree with you and i also to me it is so i will like a male challenger if they stand up for a female challenger that they are not having sex with and so him georgia? T- him defending georgia mm-hmm. i understand that she's part of his alliance and yeah. stuff but just the fact that like their relationship seems completely platonic and he seems to genuinely be friends with her like that it feels like such a rarity in the challenge house it makes me like him yeah and honestly you could probably say josh i think isn't having sex with any of these girls he stands up for but he immediately falls in love with them yeah and so it's different by josh, the way did we mention within that last scene when nani is crying that they said i love you to one another did we, we didn't, say that we did not yeah josh goes i love you when he walks away i love you nani and she's and josh is she goes nani goes i love you josh yeah but they're on i love you best friend terms like, they're close josh is the i hate to bring it back to josh after we talk to theo but josh is the ultimate friend zone guy right i want to watch the big brother season with josh because i feel Honestly, like yeah, i, I kind of feel you on this. he is such an interesting personality in this challenge house he does not fit at all with the male culture that's I like there him. and i like him i, I like, do like josh him. be honest yeah Josh probably gives the best hugs in the world. Oh my Be God. honest. Can you I imagine bet. hugging him? I bet he's a squishy little bear I man. I mean, he's big and he's squishy and he's nice and you don't think he's going to pull a move on yeah, you. Yeah, he seems safe. Even though he does kiss, he does sneakily kiss Georgia on the mouth. Yeah. But like, honestly, Georgia was playing with but his it feelings. It feels like this middle school. Time. It does. 
Oh, anyway. Josh. And I remember him and Amanda. Like, I wanted yes. them. I kind of was loved, shipping them in a way. I loved him and Amanda because Amanda was, you know, she's so um, quick mm-hmm. and she's got such an edge to her. And he, Josh, never has had one edge to him ever. He's no. smooth and round, yeah. personality and physically. He's kind of like a little bit of a lazy tongue. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, he has like an Austin from Southern Charm yeah, tongue. Just Half a li- of that. A little bit, a little bit. Um, so that brings us to the proving ground. TJ says, UK team, who's it going to be? Theo runs down. Uh, He gets TJ to call him the Elimination King. I thought that was cool. And then he's like, now I'm going to be the Elimination God. And TJ's like, eh. I don't know. I wouldn't wouldn't go that far. Now, do you think that's him just kind of being funny, TJ? Or do you think TJ's a man of God? Oh, interesting. And and didn't like that he said that. Interesting. I don't know. I think it's more the latter. TJ seems, again, once again, miserable in this scene. Yeah, he's yeah, not yeah. having fun. No, he's not. And he's I, over it. I want to know why. What yeah. is going on? Does, does any of these other podcasts ever interview TJ? I don't or, know. We gotta think, find out. Because I, I need, I need to hear, I need to hear like a post game. Like I guess when TJ decides he's not gonna do the show anymore, maybe he'll yeah. do a tell all. Yeah. I want a book. Give us a memoir, TJ, and not about your awesome BMX career or your injury. I just want to hear about what it's like hosting each and every one of these challenges. Same. So then it's time for the U.S. team to vote. Zach goes first. He says, "I'm gonna burn my vote on Joss." Just vote for Joss. Why do people have to couch it with, I'm going to burn my vote? Well, he says it in the interview. He's like, Josh has no testicles. This is what he says, by the way. Yes, Josh has no testicles. Um, And I know that he would never dare to vote to to get angry and throw a vote back at me. What is going on between Zach and Joss? I don't that, know. But- that all of a sudden Zach is attacking this man in a post-interview with such vitriol. Like he's so upset when he's doing it and he's trying to be so so cutting. And you know what that tells me? And guys, I've not listened to any spoilers. I think maybe Joss wins. I think what? maybe Zach holds this against Joss. It seemed like a post-interview. Joss has no hey, testicles. Hey, you know what? I need you to stop speculating about who wins because every time you throw it out there, you get me thinking that that's the person who wins. Well, like and then you come pissed. back and you think it's someone else the next week. Well, that's my nature. Uh, well, it's making me nuts. Next up is Polly. He votes in Jordan. Next up is Kara, and she votes in Josh. Yeah. And then everybody's like, huh? What? Polly's like, that's not part of the plan. And then, uh, yeah, Polly seems thrown. And then all of a sudden, Car's like, just kidding, Jordan. Yeah. And then and then TJ's like, okay, Jordan, I guess it's you. Come on down. Like, he's over it. Now, this is the other thing I was talking about with TJ turning his head. Why isn't there a rule where it's like, no, you said his name? Yeah. You said his name. That's official vote. Yeah. Like, it just seems it's just like, do whatever you want. It's bizarre. Do you, do you think bizarre. that TJ is disappointed on how they've reworked, how they've decided who's going to be in the final from before this season? That the alliances went so deep and so far that the competition means nothing anymore. And that's why TJ is dejected when you see him talking. Maybe. Maybe he just realizes he sees it's what's happening. Lame. He sees this and he's like, fuck, I, we didn't do a good job trying to thwart this this season. This is why we don't do team seasons anymore. These fucking people know exactly who's going to be on the show. There's alliances that reach across party lines and it's making the comp- uh, competition non-existent. Yeah. It's being manipulated. And that's what I kind of feel like what he's trying to convey in this uh, part of the show. 
I just feel like there should have been somebody like Josh or somebody jumping up being like, she voted for Josh. She voted for Josh. Now we have to take a vote. It has to be because remember in previous seasons when they all voted for different people, it was one of them yeah. that had to go in. Yeah. Remember the cut, the cutting room, the the kill floor or whatever? Yeah, yeah. It was like, oh, each one of them picks a different person. Well, guess what? Now it's one of you that has to go in. That's yeah. how Zach threw his challenge. Remember? There was like a, when Zach was Amanda's partner. Yeah. That all came down to a weird vote. And then they had to vote again. There's none of that on this season. I know. It's just like, uh, whatever. You said somebody else. Okay, you want to go back on your word? Bro, if you take your fucking hand off the checkers piece, that's it. That's it. You said Josh... J-O-S-H, you stop, you pause. That's you taking the proverbial hand off the proverbial checkers piece, and that means you voted for Josh. It would have been nice to see there be repercussions to this. There needs to be. Yeah, because otherwise she's just a bully. And honestly, this kind of goes into, it's a little different, but it goes into when... Uh, the the ninja versus, uh, what's her name? Laurel thing, when they blew the horn. That's what Laurel's trying to say. You blew the horn. That means it's over. Yeah. So that means there needs to be some other action taken. So I think there is some credence to that. Like in in football, when a when a when somebody d- makes a call the wrong way, you can't there. You can review the play, and it has to like all of the different uh, refs have to come in. Where they there's a play a play call that's in question, but there are plays some play calls that it's like. Sorry, the call just didn't go. The call, you know, in basketball, it often happens. Like yeah. in, in big, we were watching the national championship game. Someone traveled, and there was a travel. But yeah. it's like they blew the horn. Yeah, it's o- like it's there over. are rules here, and it, it kind of pissed me off that Car can vote Josh. Literally, wait a few beats, make people react, and then go. Just kidding, Jordan. And yeah. then there's no question there. It's bizarre. I agree with you. It's wrong. Um, so Jordan runs down. He's going to be facing Theo in an elimination called Under the Hammer. You have to hammer. Uh, you have a sledgehammer. You're hammering nails into lights to make the light bulb explode and therefore extinguish the light. Jordan is very excited. He knows his way around a sledgehammer. He's apparently worked in construction his whole life. And then we learn that he also beat Zach in a hammer elimination. Boy, oh boy, is this elimination Taylor fit? for jordan he could not be luckier jordan lights up too he knows it he knows it and that's we get a bunch of interviews talking about how jordan is mr Hammerman, and that's when me ashley Burke roberts look at nick and say he's definitely going to lose yeah i mean uh basically ashley was thinking just how glowing the interviews are for jordan about how confident every he is. single person talking about like oh jordan is the hammer man it's like well then he can't possibly win because i know how mtv edits work that brings us to, um, you know, a very intense elimination where Theo gets in the lead. Comes out the gate hard based on his just pure strength. Um, but as it Jordan keeps is going, behind. Jordan is behind. Tori's yelling, you're behind, you're behind. Jo- Tori's screaming her, her lungs out for this man. Um, and... Jordan realizes what's happening. Slowly he, but surely. And basically what it looks like, what it comes down to, is that because Theo was using pure strength and no technique, he burned out, and then technique just strides after strides, hitting the, the middle of that nail, the yeah. middle of that nail. Jordan is really doing, he is teaching a master class on the sledgehammer. He's pulling it around full circle down, whereas Theo's kind of just hitting it he's like a, and honestly, a carnival he's, he's game. He's looking bad. He's looking bad. He starts to met, He starts to fall behind. We see uh, Cam yell focus, and then we see Ashley Mitchell mouth 
shit. Fuck. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> I saw her say fuck like, and you didn't, she wasn't mic'd up for it, but you could tell like even she knows it's over. It's looking bad for Theo. It's looking bad. And now and... it's looking terrible because he loses and Jordan wins. Yep. And uh, Jordan says, Theo, I'm sorry. Your story ends here. Yeah. And honestly, okay, so at this moment, I literally look at Ash and I go, and now I'm a Jordan fan again because he was pissing me off during this season. And immediately he goes into like celebration mode of screaming and yelling. And then he goes up to Theo and be like, man, you, you, the way you competed, nobody's ever competed that way. And I hate when they do that. It's just like, you just beat him. Let him go. You know what I mean? Why yeah. do you got to like, you got to give him a pep talk and like hug him and stuff? Like, let him go. And th- yeah. And then Polly says in an interview, Jordan and I are very similar. And Nick, that, uh, that hit a chord with. It did. They are similar. I think they are, yeah. They are very similar, these guys. Yeah. The way they play the game, the fact that they both feel like they have, you know, things to overcome, you know, they feel like they're at a disadvantage of a normal player, you know. But neither of them will ever take on the mantle of being the underdog. Right. It's, I mean, and and they talk too much, you know. They're hotheads, kind of. It's, It's interesting. It hadn't come out to me before this. But it does now, you know. So and and the way they come into this, they came into their games on rookie seasons, very similar. Like mm-hmm. I'm here to win, like you know what I mean. And I'm gonna I'm gonna make big moves to do it. And we've seen Jordan make dumb big moves in the past. We've seen Paulie make dumb big moves in the past. So it's very interesting. It was enlightening, and I really appreciate. Uh, this is why I can't I can't hate on Paulie so hard. The way that Paulie deals with Jordan winning and screaming in his face, it's this. He's clapping for him. He's shaking his head, and he's got a little smirk on, like kind of like, "All right, game on." You know what I mean? You're right. Paulie I appreciate gets that it's a game. I appreciate this game move here. I appreciate that you just won. So then TJ asks um, Jordan, "Are you going to turn coat?" And Jordan says, "TJ, nothing would make me happier." Than going to the British team. Nope. He says, nothing would make me happier than staying on the American team and losing every one of our dailies and tanking them and making sure that none of these people win any money because they do not deserve it. But one thing would make me happier. But one thing would make me happier. And that's when Jordan gets out on one knee. What? Pulls out a ring. And proposes to Tori. Oh, my God. Wild. I could not believe it. This it, had not been spoiled for me, so this was very exciting. I knew it was coming, but it completely caught me off guard. Wow. I didn't know it happened on the show. Wild. I, I couldn't believe it. I mean, Tori's stunned. Uh, you know, Jordan's like, we met on the challenge, and it's um, it's important. It's a part of our story, and that's why I'm doing it. We get an interview with CT that is like, this is, I'm so happy for them, and CT looks like he's choking yeah. up he's like i saw them i saw their beginnings they're really good oh. with one another this is great i'm very happy it's so sweet it's so wonderful tori runs down and, and kisses him and says yes and then well not before zach like tori's like stunned and zach's like go down there get, go, yeah get down there and tori's then, yeah. like in shock and then it's just so wonderful and everyone's cheering and clapping i mean it's great and then we see uh we cut to Kara going tori's gonna have to pay for that ring if jordan tanks our team yeah and then Polly's Miserable. like, are Polly you? Polly looks over Cara like, what What are you doing? He like, said, are you, are you kidding me right now? Are you right kidding now? me? Like, I mean, when you see Polly look at Cara and tell Cara that she's acting kind of weird, I mean, that's bad news. Ooh, doggy. That's bad news. I mean, this was some of the most disgusting behavior I've seen from Cara ever. I mean, <sighs> I don't know what to make of it. I mean, it's such a wonderful she moment. She is so miserable. And now I'm starting to see it. 
she realizes that she is forever going to be in the relationship on this show that is looked at as kind of gross. Not You think that's what's not going goal. on? There's no relationship goals with Cara and Polly. You look at Tori and Jordan, you got people saying hashtag relationship goals. Like You know what I mean? I think that is what's coming out. It's just like, oh, now she's being proposed to? Great. She kind of stole our kind of couple's thunder here. They're going to be. I think she feels like they're, I remember they're wrestling a few episodes yeah. ago. I think she feels like there is a competition within this competition of who's the challenge couple. Really? And now the ante has been upped. They've met on the challenge. He proposed on the challenge. Now they're going to get married and be on the challenge. And they're going to surpass Polly and Kara. And they're not going to be able to have solidity themselves as the couple the renowned couple from the challenge of this generation you know and you know I'm, i bet you there's like things in people's heads where like i want to be the ct and dm you know what i mean yeah. like i want that yeah we saw what happened there that became bigger than the show it you did. know and yeah. there must be some of that in Kara because like why would she allow the relationship to be so profiled on this show that yeah. she seems like she hates you know and she's bitter She's so bitter here, and it's sick. It's really, it's very, very strange. Um, I don't know what to make of it. I want to say, you know, I guess it's good that she's not being fake, but at the same time, there's a difference between not being fake and also not just being like, uh, give it up, a monster. I, I give don't, it up, I don't know what it, she even says. I think in an interview, like I'm not, they're fake, or I'm not fake. I don't, yeah, I don't buy it. That's what she says. I don't uh, buy it. I it was so strange. Which means she's thinking of relationships in the challenge house as a fake put on for cameras. Yeah. Which means she's thought of that. Yeah. You know, where she's like, We're gonna be the gross couple who makes out all the time. Like this whole season, I want there to be so many things where we're like making out in the corner. Like you could tell like they've pre-thought i mean a lot of that in that interview that she said where they're being fake that's such a projection of how she thinks of her relationship with paulie it's like a tv romance like it's something is this when more she said losers is this the interview that she did that, that you were like oh you missed the oh, cringy it wasn't face. even in an interview it was like when they were leaving when they're walking out um first of all uh we should mention the fact that jordan is a turncoat. He, he is. He says he's going to go to the UK. He wants to be with his girl. Um, but I think that that uh, that that weird flip off, dirty look thing that was very cringy to me was when they were walking out. Then Kara was like, uh, like behind their back, was like, gave the finger, and it was like, like his her face was so bitter. She was so bitter that that was happening to somebody else and not her. I mean, sorry if that's what, if maybe that's not what she was thinking, but I don't know what's going clearly on. was. Anyway, so that's the podcast. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure you listen to us on Monday. We have a big announcement on Monday. We can't wait to share with you. Also, if you haven't rated us five stars in the Apple Podcast app, make sure you do that. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram at Reality Blows Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Reality Blows Pod. Email us at Reality Blows Podcast at gmail.com. Follow Ashley at Ashley B. Roberts. Follow me on Instagram at Nick Maritato. And that is the episode. May true love reign and may TJ like next season more than this season. <laughs> Bye.